You're listening to the Power of a Cookie podcast, episode number two. Welcome to the Power of a Cookie podcast. See how cookie decorators are using cookies to make the world better, one cookie at a time. Hello, welcome to the Power of a Cookie. Today we have a very special guest, one of my best friends in the whole wide world. It's Callie Alvarado, aka Sweet Sugar Bell. I think you guys all have heard of her. So, hey Callie, welcome to the Power of a Cookie. Hi. So, how are you doing today? I think I'm okay. <laughs> I'm not a morning person, but... Yeah, for those of you that don't I'm know, a- it's really early. I woke her up at the crack of dawn. Sorry about that, Callie. No, it's okay. It's it's good. I got an early start. Good. Well, I wanted to talk to you today because through this whole cookie journey of mine, you have been a huge inspiration to me. We've known each other for years. Um, we met on Flickr. So how did you get involved with Flickr? And can you tell us a little bit about that? It's actually a funny story. It's one of those where my mom made me do it. And I'm not even kidding. Whenever I first started baking cookies and taking pictures, my um, I didn't really have anywhere to put them. And my mom said, you should start a blog. You should get on Flickr. And I was like, I don't do any of that stuff. I actually barely touched a computer before that. And she bugged me a couple of times. And I thought, oh, I'll do it just to get her off my case. You know, I was like 25 ish not that old and so I set it up because my mom made me do it and I'm sure glad I did that's because she was right that's hilarious you know I remember when I joined I would go on there and I would see all these amazing cookies and stuff that people made but more so it was the comments that you know people commented on your cookies and said what a good job you did or what they liked about them and I thought that was really cool so I finally got brave and did it and I remember I think Marianne um, the cookie artisan was one of the first people yes. that ever commented on mine, and I was on cloud nine. I went running through the house screaming, telling Alan, "Look, they liked my cookie." They, liked yeah, it. I did that too. I'm glad to hear it because you feel like an idiot, but you're so happy that somebody noticed it. You know, it was really a good thing. Oh yeah. So. Some of our Flickr friends are still some of our favorite cookie people. I mean, like I said, that's where I met you and Marianne, the cookie artisan, and so many others. And so when I met you, we got into a group, kind of like Facebook groups. Flickr had little groups and stuff. So we were a member of a group, and that's where I really got to see how you decorated and how you planned. And you just, like I said, you've always been an inspiration. You've always been a hero of mine. So do you feel pressure <laughs> knowing that we all look at you like, what's Callie going to do next? You know, Actually, uh, believe it or not, that's not where the pressure comes from because the audience that I accidentally found, they've always been great. Usually my worst critic is myself. So Um, The people that I meet on a day-to-day basis or just have gotten to know from cookies are pretty awesome. I think you were talking about Flickr, and it's funny because that is where we, we really all started. And not only did I meet people, like I think about that all the time. How lonely would we all have been without the internet and without Flickr? <laughs> like it took people that spend a lot of time at home. In my case, I had three very tiny kids and I, I was really homebound. Cause you know, you can't just run three kids everywhere. But anyway, 
the internet is what allowed us to have friends and not be lonely. And right about the time that we joined, this is kind of funny, but do you remember the days where they were like, be careful who you meet on the internet. It might be a crazy person. Yeah. And so at first I was a little bit self-conscious about all my new friends, but you know, here almost 10 years later, you realize it's been that long, almost 10 years. It's amazing that we are all still friends and how much we've affected and changed each other's lives. Exactly. When when we started doing Flickr, I told my husband, you know, we work at a camp and we had plenty of room. And so I told him, I said, I want to do a cookie camp and invite people here. I said, we got to keep the number small because there's no way that I can take care of everybody. And my oldest son, his name is Chase, he said, when he found out that I was having a camp here and I had invited strangers, he pulled me aside. He was off in college. He came home just to talk to me. And he said, Mom, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean, what am I doing? He said, you're inviting strangers to our house. He said, they could murder you in your sleep. Do you not remember all the (laughs) stories that you told me about not making friends online? I said, it's a new age, Chase. I said, this is my middle age thing, and I'm going to invite people up. And it ended up being probably one of the greatest things I have ever done for myself is to invite people up and and get to see you guys face to face. I mean, memories that I will cherish forever. So now Mike and Karen have taken that and done cookie con. So we get to meet new people each year. I think that's really awesome. So, oh yeah. Okay. So after Flickr, um, you started, well, during Flickr, I think, were you selling and making cookies when you were on Flickr? Yeah, I actually sold and made cookies from home. And um, that's where all of my pictures came from because I posted prolifically. And a lot of times people will say like, wow, I can't believe you know how to do this. You're so talented. And a lot of it is, is during those days, I had a lot of practice. I was making 20 to 30 dozen cookies a week at one point. I can't imagine, especially with the little kids running around. Wow. Yeah, it's funny. This is like totally a side note, but um, my two youngest are definitely stair step children. There are only about 17 months between them. And from the outside looking in, people would be like, that is so hard. I don't know how you do it. But it was actually easier because it was built in Playmates, Tattletales. So I had video surveillance all the time. (laughs) Just kidding. But Belle's the let you know girl. Uh, That's good. That's good. So, but it still had to be hard decorating that many cookies, you know, with little kids running around the house. I actually kept a lot of nighttime hours and back then it didn't really matter because I was a lot younger, but I can't do that anymore. (laughs) I can't either, sister. (laughs) That 10 years made a lot of difference. It does. It's like you never recover. You want to sleep for a week and then if you do, you still feel as bad as you did. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. That makes two Yeah. Hopefully we'll recover. Okay. So once you started selling cookies, how did that go? How long did you end up, you know, mass producing cookies, which you you know, weren't really mass producing, you were just like a one woman machine just popping out 20 to 30 dozen of cookies a week. So what happened after that? Because this is where this is probably the most inspiring thing, not the most inspiring thing. But one of my favorite things about you is something happened, and how you chose to handle it. So can you tell us about that? Okay. Um, I made cookies solid as a business for I'm guessing about three years. And honestly, 
had the thing not happened, we're about to get there. <laughs> I don't know how much longer I could have carried on doing what I was doing because it was actually like backbreaking, exhausting work. So anyway, my mom told me to set up Flickr and my blog and I had a blog and I was using the blog as kind of a, a, a portfolio for lack of a better word, where people could come online and especially people that were intimidated by Flickr and go to, straight to the website and see what I could do for them. Well, in the middle of this crazy schedule I was keeping, um, probably about August of the year that I stopped selling to the public, my mom called me again and she says, you know, Callie, maybe you better not put cookies on the internet because I think somebody might turn you in and you could get in trouble. And I was like, mom, you're crazy. Nobody does that. It's like, <laughs> I'm just in Seminole, Texas making cookies and who's going to care. And she said, well, I just don't know. I'm afraid somebody might contact the health inspector. And I was like, we don't have to worry about it. And no kidding. Pro like within a month or two, the health inspector was at my door he said somebody had called him over and over again and they were really concerned about me selling cookies out of the house. And he basically just told me I can't do it anymore. He was like, that's it. You have to shut it down. And whenever he first told me, I mean, you were there to witness it in our little computer group. It, I was devastated yeah. because that was the first time in my adult life that I had something that first I was passionate about. Second, I was good at. And now that I had the kids and my family, it was the one thing that was mine. And it was important to me because I didn't really have anything before that besides taking care of the kids, which was great. But I was at the point where I needed something more. And so I took a couple of days to mourn and I went through all the stages of grief. At first, I was sad, devastated and almost in shock. Then I got angry and I went through the little cycle and eventually I thought, you know what, I've got to do something else. You can't sit here and cry about it and just stop. It doesn't work that way. And so I actually kind of thought back to my earlier years and something that I'd learned just at a very young age was that most of the worst things that happened to me with time and a little bit of effort and work on my part ended up being the best things that happened to me. So I started kind of formulating a plan of what to do next in that involved cookies, which is my passion. So once that happened, you know, after a couple of weeks, I thought, you know, I have this blog. I think I'll use this blog to start teaching other people how to decorate cookies. And that was the beginning of crazy still like all these years later of this crazy ride that I ended up on which is awesome because instead of like you said you took the time you mourned you were sad I mean that was your business that's how you help support your family you know financially and it was something creative that you could do that inspired all of us and taught us you know and just looking at your photos we could see how you put platters together and how you paired cookies that we didn't think should go together and you made it look like you know it belonged together and so even back then when it was photos you know on Flickr and you were making all those platters you just like left us all in awe we just we loved everything that you did then here comes the health department and says guess what you can't do it anymore but didn't you say that the guy from the health department was super nice about it Oh, absolutely. I'd actually made cookies for him. His wife had ordered them for his birthday. And he 
he really did like let me slide as long as he could, but whoever was concerned about me just didn't give him the choice. Like it was in a position where he would get in trouble if he didn't do something about yeah. me. And yes, he was sorry. And he, I knew he felt bad, but what can he do? It was his job. He had to come visit you sadly, but he did. Okay, so Kelly, when you were doing the blog, I remember when you first started, it was absolutely amazing because, you know, I knew how to decorate cookies, but I didn't know anything like you knew. And you would come up with these unbelievable tips and techniques. And even as far as making colors, where did you get the idea or the inspiration to share how to make like a coral cutter or a deep black color? Because I know that's helped a lot of us and it still helps a bunch of people today. Um, there's, there's two places my inspiration comes from. And the first place is if I get passionate about something, like if I'm just tickled or excited about something, I usually try to share that in some form or fashion. It used to be on the blog. Now I kind of put it through in the products that, um, I develop as we're working and doing that. Um, the other place that it comes from is I always go back to the days where, I made cookies and the things that I ran into and I like to post solutions because in, um, I have, I have great timing. Whenever I started cookies, there was almost zero information out there except for Flickr. So everything I learned, I learned from other people and, or had to figure out herself. So anything that gave me trouble in those days or stressed me out, whenever I set up the blog, I wanted to make sure that I put all of the troubleshooting tips solutions in one place so that if somebody was looking on the internet at two in the morning trying to figure out what to do for this order that they just started it was there and it was easy and it was um accessible like using things that they might already have or could get easily which is a great idea i mean i went to your website just a couple days ago to see how you made that coral color that's why i said coral a second ago because i'm real earth tones it seems like and so when i need a bright vibrant color that doesn't just come natural to me i mean you've taught me how to do it and i still go back and look so thank you for that no problem (laughs) that's what i that means i did my job You did your job. And the next thing that absolutely, totally blew me away is when you really started showing how you shifted cutters, how you would take even, I mean, mean, you would use them for things that they weren't supposed to be used for, like, you know, an ice cream cone. How many different things did you make with an ice cream cone? (laughs) I was actually, (laughs) that's on my to-do list. If I, I have a lot more ideas than ever I have, than I have time, but yeah, that ice cream cone, I can I can make it work. I love that cutter. I mean, you've made a Santa, I think, out of it. You've made a St. Patrick's guy out Yeah, of it. just off the top of my head. And then other people make cool things with it. And I'm like, I like, I need to do that too. Yeah. But. So so how did you learn how to, I'm, remember, <laughs> I'm just going to say, you terrified me the first time you like bent a cutter. And I was like, oh, she just destroyed <laughs> it. So how did you get into twisting and and literally changing the shape of those metal cutters i actually learned that from somebody on Flickr. it's it's funny um my very very first cookie hero and she still is to this day she's my cookie and personal hero is marianne rollins um her cookie name is the cookie artisan yeah and really she's actually the reason we met if you think about it (laughs) but (laughs) 
Yeah. Marianne. Marianne came to cookie camp and let's just say that there was a little incident and we, I ended up taking her to the hospital (laughs) (laughs) to get stitches. And so um, on the way to keep her calm, I called Callie for the first time ever. So yeah, Marianne's the reason we're sitting here right now. (laughs) See, that's, that kind of sums her up. Who else on the way to the ER would say, Hey, let's talk to Callie. Marianne would. Well, Marianne was like in pain. So she, she, cut her hand it's it wasn't like you know she lost a limb or something but she cut her hand and I went into mom mode and I thought what can I do that would make her happy right now and Colin Kelly made her happy so that's what we did (laughs) (laughs) oh Marianne yeah well anyway I learned that from her and I think everybody should still do this at this point whenever I first joined Flickr I found her um, Pam Sneed of Cookie Crazy, um, Marlon of Montreal Confections, and another lady. I don't think she makes cookies anymore. But I found all of these really interesting people. But Marianne's style just caught me. It was whimsical. She did the platter thing, which is what I like to do. And like I could study her cookies for hours. I could go back. I'll probably do it after we finish here. I can go back and look at her early stuff. And still be delighted. And so, anyway, the more I looked at her stuff, I started seeing the creativity. I don't know if it would have ever occurred to me to use a cookie cutter for something else had it not been for her. And if it had, it might have taken me years. But it really appealed to me because, first, I was on a very, very fixed budget. Like, we didn't, we just didn't have the money to buy everything that was in my brain. And beyond the basic tin cutters, they were copper, which was expensive. And I didn't have the space or even the time to order something for each order that came up. So, I mean, I was just delighted whenever I figured out that's what she was doing. And she was always just so generous with information and knowledge and advice. She was the beginning of that. She taught me so much. Yeah, and and I'm like you, her platters, her willingness to share things and her creativity and everything that she does. I'm like you, it's still with me today. And and I agree. I could go back and look at her platters for hours and just completely be amazed at, at what she does and what she continues to do. So, but who knew that she was like the one who inspired you to do like the shapeshifters and stuff, which I love that set by the way. I use it all the time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I should have dedicated those to her because it was absolutely her yeah she is amazing so I would look at Flickr and see you and her and like you said Pam and Marlon and Jonna Jonna was the polka dotted yes is it the polka dotted or polka polka dot zebra zebra. she was actually one of my early influences too she um I, I found her a little bit later but I just her clean designs have always really appealed to me and she's creative too like yeah. I can just think of a million things that she's made. Do you remember those push pops that she made that were hamburgers? I think you yes. made s'mores. I yeah, mean, I made s'mores and she did hamburgers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I just there's her designs and her ideas and creativity is burned into my brain. I will, I'll still never forget those girls and there's a lot of cookies out there these days but the the early days of that stand out to me more than any period of my cookie decorating career because it was just like a child walking into Wonderland. We yeah. were just in awe. I was in awe. 
Who needed a toy store when you had Flickr? I mean, exactly. Like my my husband Bernie used to tease me and be like, "Are you on that Flickr again?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I'm on that Flickr again." I actually still have my same Flickr page. That's so funny. But um, I always compare it to Instagram before Instagram, and I love that's kind of my happy place. I love to go there because you don't get the noise, for lack of a better word, of comments and likes and follows. It's just, you can just walk through this amazing world of pictures. So I'm, I'm one of those old people. Like once I get into something or I get set in my ways and I will never, ever quit Flickr. I love Flickr. It's just my happy place. Yeah. I hope they always keep it up because it is a super, super happy place. Me too. I I try to convince the new generation to try it out, but (laughs) they're Instagrammers. I'm, I'm a, grandma in that respect. Okay, Callie, back to your blog a little bit. So we were talking about, you know, how you change the cutters to make them different things, how you piece together cutters that we didn't think belonged in a platter together. But once you did it, we were like, man, that is brilliant. You are so smart. And so the colors and just all the techniques and stuff that you have taught us. Honestly, I just want to say this, and I'm so glad that this is recording because I honestly don't think you can comprehend or anyone can comprehend how many people you have actually helped with your blog. Like I said, I know you changed my life when I met you on Flickr. You taught me so many things and I still use your blog as a reference. I send people to your blog because there's just so much good information there. But I mean, I wish I could ask people to raise their hands and tell us how many people you have helped decorate cookies and learn techniques and trick tricks and things like that. I mean, do you realize that you've probably taught stay-at-home moms who want to be stay-at-home moms how to decorate cookies, which generates income for their family? I mean, I just don't think that you understand how special you are and how good you are to us. I mean, are, are your cheeks red? Am I embarrassing you? <laughs> that, yeah, I'm blushing. It, that's really, it's just, that is the best compliment that I can get because I think it, you know, people go through life differently and I have always been like a look and seer and I definitely took the long and winding road to get to where I am now. And when I was younger, it stressed me a lot because I definitely made a lot of mistakes. And whenever I had my kids and, and basically I was just trying to get things together and I, I'd done some damage. It sounds a lot worse whenever I say it like that in my younger years. And I wanted to, instead of destroying things, I wanted to build things. And so really that is a good compliment because I wanted to put good out into the world and make good changes versus taking like I had done in the past. So there's no greater compliment Well, I think you definitely have achieved it. And then when, and and not, I don't mean this as an insult at all, but when you're on the blog and you're doing things that you're doing and you're making these beautiful cookies and sharing techniques and stuff with us, I think, man, she has gone so far with this. And then, ta-da, here comes a product line. (laughs) I mean, tell me about that. Holy cow. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, I still think that... um, the product line was actually, it kind of came at the most insane time in my life. And I had everything worked together to 
make this come about. And it's still a crazy story. So anyway, by the time that the product line came about, I just had Liv. I think Liv was about five months old or so. She wasn't quite a year. And this, it wasn't even a company. A lady emailed me, said she was from Utah with this company and she'd like us to come out and like me to come out and was talking about this product line. And I thought, man, this is like too good to be true. Couldn't, couldn't happen. I I thought it was a scam. Okay. So (laughs) I did a little bit of research and checked some more and I was like, well, maybe it's not a scam. Maybe this is real. I found her on LinkedIn. I found, um, references for the people that were also emailing me. And finally I went into Michael's and I saw that Heidi Swap, she's a scrapbooking. Well, she's way more than scrapbooking, but she, um, she was a brand name that I recognized. And I go and look on the back of her packaging and see that she worked for the company, which was American crafts. And I think, man, this could be like really, really a good scam or this could be really amazing. So I go to Utah and, um, I'm, a little bit, I would say pessimistic, but maybe cautious is a better word. I'm a little bit cautious by nature. So I went out there and didn't even allow myself to get excited or think about it too much because I just wasn't sure what I was going out to Utah to get into. Well, so I get to the office and it was funny because just randomly the the offices of American Crafts are sandwiched between something that requires high security. So there's oh, a doorman, wow. but he's like a, yeah, I know. So you like go in and you have to give them your ID. And the, I mean, he's an armed guard. He's, I don't know if he's armed, but there's a guard sitting there and you think, oh, wow. And so half of my head is thinking, <laughs> am I like walking to my death? Am I going to get kidnapped yeah. and turned into a CIA agent? Or <laughs> Well, if you weren't thinking it was a scam before, when you see the armed guard, yeah, this could well, be bad. That's what I thought. Or I think, you know, I knew they were a scrapbooking company and I was like, what are they making in here? Like, is it that <laughs> secret? Are they going to? But anyway, there's a reason he's there. That's why I went into that part of the story. It's not because they're protecting their scrapbooking secrets with an armed guard. But I get in there and I go in this room and they sit me down with what was their dream team. And so like they start talking to me and it's funny because I was so shocked and so in awe, not only about what they were saying to me, but the people, just the the geniuses sitting around me that they asked me a couple of times, like, are you okay? Because it was awkward because, you know, I'm a talker and I wasn't saying anything. And it was because my head was, wasn't processing the words as fast. Like I didn't even know what to do with them because I have dreams and I have goals and I'm, I'm a wanderer. I, I'm not on a direct line to goals anyway, but what they were saying was so far above anything that I had ever imagined or even dreamed for myself. I couldn't even process what they were asking. So anyway, I spent the whole day there and then Bernie picked me up and I tell him, he's like, okay, so what happened? And I was like, I can't even talk to you right now. Just let me sit here for a minute and (laughs) absorb. And I really like, we went to a park in Salt Lake and just sat there for about an hour where I could think, cause I couldn't even talk to him. And that was the beginning. And I will say every time that I start something new, like a blog or like making cookies, I learn stuff, you know, you pick it up and you're teaching yourself something. This has been one of the most hardest yet most rewarding experiences of my life because some days it is so hard and I'm taking in so, so much information 
my head wants to explode. And it was intimidating to me too, because I, you know, I'm, I'm not educated. I'm educated. I've been to, I've been to enough college to get a degree, but of course not any one degree, but I don't have a degree. And I'm sitting here in a room full of people that are the best of the best at what they do. And it was super intimidating. So I have gone through every range of emotions through this or during this experience that you could ever possibly imagine. And I still, even today, if you ask me, like, what do you think? People like, you know, people say, you have a product line. What do you think? And I still can't, I still don't have it in a box. Like I still haven't wrapped my head around it for lack of a better word, because it's just so crazy that I have to go day by day and just see what happens that day, see what I learn, see what doesn't go right, see what goes right. You know, there's just so much to it. Not only that, I mean, you still have to look at the big picture because, you know, you're still working with your social media and, you know, staying in contact with people. And then you have this whole company that you're working for. But they've also added things like, you know, the home shopping network. Yes. And that in itself, like, I never meant to be a vlogger. I never, ever, ever wanted to be on TV. I don't even like getting my picture taken. So you've got to imagine (laughs) this girl from Texas who's an introvert. I I like vlogging because I can talk to my computer in my quiet house all by myself and I can turn it off whenever I've had enough. (laughs) And then you take this girl and go throw her on camera in front of a bunch of people and Like, I never imagined that for myself. I never would have chosen it for myself. But as more time goes by, I'm pretty proud of myself that I can do it because I I never in a million years thought. But exactly, I, I still struggle with balance, balancing it all, because I it's kind of funny. My husband and I have talked about this, too. He's used to me doing everything because I'm just that's what I do. Like, I do everything that I need to do that day. And I work from morning till night. And this is the first time in my life that I've really struggled that I could not do everything. So, I mean, I I tell people this, this has been probably the hardest two or three years of my adult life. But if I want to think of it in a positive way, and I'm, I'm good for that. I like positive spins. I think this has also been a character defining two to three years. Like I am not the same person, but I think it's for the best. Because I've really, really grown. I'm just so amazed at all the stuff you've done. You remember that Coke commercial where it said, if I could buy the world a Coke? You know, if I could buy everyone in the world your product line, your cookie cutters, I would be so happy. But I know a lot of people have had, you know, a hard time finding the first ones because it wasn't in all the Michael stores. But now, like, where are your products and how many different stores are they in? Where can we find you? As of now, the best place to find me is Michael's. I work with them um, exclusively, so it's it's pretty complicated. I wish it that was hard for me whenever they release the products because I do know what's going on, but I feel um, I feel really bad because I it's just so much that I don't ever explain it. But right now we've got Michael's. They'll be in Joanne come October, and it's it's kind of 
a lot of the stuff that you've seen in Michael's. I have a regular um, spot on HSN that I sell there, and HSN is good. It's um, most of the people that shop with me aren't necessarily HSN shoppers, but if you're going to buy a lot of it, HSN has like the best prices on bundles of stuff. And um, I also have a lot of independent retailers that sell my cookie cutters, and I hesitate to name them because I, I don't want to forget anybody and or anything like that. But just off of the top of my head, Truly Mad Plastics, Flower Box Bakery, The Cookie Countess has a lot. Um, How sweet um, is that? She's out of Canada. She's got really good shipping rates and a lot of supplies. So that's just off of the top of my head. There are so many more. There's lots of independent shops you can find them on Etsy, places like that. But there's there's tons. I think that's incredible. I'm going to ask you, so from this cookie journey, we've seen where you've been. We've seen where you are and, and how you've got to where you are right now. What's next for you? You know, that's that's kind of a funny question because I don't honestly know. And it's part of my personality. A lot of people kind of ask me what I did to get where I am. And it's a little bit harder to break it down because there's, people's that, there's people that sit down and write their goals and map it all out and, you know, have a plan. And there's people who kind of just follow the path where it leads and I'm a follow the path where it leads. Um, since things are so crazy for me now, I feel like I have to make goals and my current day to day that I focus on goal is to get better at what we're doing. So like this has been a learning process and American crafts is new to food crafting and I'm completely new to product development, sourcing all the things that come with it. So every day my goal is learn from what we've done and see how we can make it better because I want to make the best possible product for the consumer that I can, that I can make. Like it's, it, it encompasses a lot more, you know, I'm focused on cookie land and making products that my community loves because that's what I do. That's where my passion is, but we're trying to expand, but we're also trying to make it appeal to cookie land. So really it is, it's like a daily goal of how can I make this better for the people that I want to purchase these products and use these products and love these products. So that's kind of, that was a long winded way of saying that I don't know what the future future holds, but today, this day and tomorrow and the next day, my primary focus is making the best products we can. Well, I think you've done that. And I just kind of want to share with everybody really quick why I was dying to interview you. And and once you're the first person that I told about the podcast, you're the first person that I asked, asked to be on the podcast. I mean, I was just so excited. But here's why I love you so much. A long time ago when you had Flickr and, you know, we made all those friends and stuff, then you started the blog. And then well, when you had Flickr, that's when the health department gentleman came and knocked on your door and said, that's it. We're just going to have to shut you down. And he was nice, but the end result was he stopped you from doing what you knew how to do. But instead of giving up, there was this big obstacle in your path about, okay, I can't make my cookies and sell them anymore. What am I going to do next? And you did something even bigger and better. You started the blog and you shared tips and techniques and you taught us all so much about cookies and then we're thinking okay here she's got this amazing blog and we go to her for inspiration and we go to her to learn how to do whatever it is that we need to know how to do and now 
we walk in stores, we walk in Michael's, and we see the cookie cutters that we can't wait to get our hands on. We see the Sugar Bell spatula, the bags, you know, the ties, the, I mean, everything that you have in your product line, I, I just, I'm so excited and I buy it. And then I'm thinking, okay, what's she going to do next? So the big thing one of the things that I love about you and our friendship and everything about this is you don't give up. I mean, no matter what happens or what tries to stop you, you find a better way and a way around it and you keep going and you become bigger and stronger. But you're also there for us to teach us along the way how to do anything that we can dream or create. So that's the whole reason that I wanted you on the show is to show people Never give up because look where Callie is, you know, figure out a way. I'm actually glad that you said that because sometimes I need the reminder because that's what that's what I want to leave behind. That's what I want to teach my kids. I just think whenever I kind of kind of hit my rock bottom and had to get started doing what I needed to in life, that's what I told myself in my head. Like you get to do this once and you can't quit. Like just because something didn't work doesn't mean that you just stop and skate, I guess, for lack of a better word, for the rest of your life. You just keep going. You get up and you do something else and you find another way. And I really think in general, if you want <laughs> if you want to survive this crazy life, you have to think like that. I Sometimes I say it's like the Scarlett O'Hara mentality or, you know, things like that. You just, you have to keep going. Absolutely. And like I said, you've taught me that. I'm sure you've taught others that. And I know that if everybody out there could thank you in person, I mean, we would thank you so much for everything that you've taught us and all the inspiration and the products. And I mean, just thanks for thank you for thinking about us and, you know, guiding us along with you to our own cookie journey. So like I said, if it wasn't for you and Marianne and people like that, I would not be here right now. So you guys are definitely have a huge place in my heart. And just, you know, thank you to all the cookieers out there that are you know, changing the world one cookie at a time. I'm, I'm blushing again too. And yes, that's exactly the same for me. Like I, I was built by a community. Like I didn't do this by myself. The people that have taught me, supported me, encouraged me, just got excited about what I was doing, whether it was making bad tutorials like I did in the beginning with bad <laughs> pictures or cookies that were like totally a bad idea. You know, there I've had people beside me as I learned this and have figured it out all the way. So I've never been by myself either. I've I'm glad I found my community, but thank you. Yeah, bless you. Yeah, the cookie community is by far the best. I mean, I, I was, like I said, I was at CookieCon and, you know, Man About Cake. You know, I watched him on Craftsy and now he has his own Man About Cake channel and everything. And he was there and he talked about this was his first like cookie convention type thing. And he, he was like, wow, everybody is so nice. He said, usually you go to conventions and people aren't this, you know, they don't share this much and give this much. And I'm like, yeah, the cookie community is great. So that's what I like about it. You said you like the positive. I love the positive. I love lifting each other up. And, you know, the negative stuff is all over the place, but I don't want it to be in our world because we have the power seriously to help each other. And you have shown us how to do that. So thank you, Callie. Thank you. Okay, so 
is there anything, any tips that you want to give us before we go? Um, I think I pretty much covered bit, but I'll say it one more time. I, I did say like, you have to keep going. Um, it's a little bit more complex than that. You have to keep going and you have to keep going with a smile. There's been like a point in my younger life where I thought that I was so hurt or empty from things that had happened and things that I'd put myself through. I was like, you know, I had Evan, my son, and I thought, oh, it'll be okay. Maybe one of these days I'll get, you know, I was just looking for peace, comfort, but I didn't look beyond to like the, to the stars. And I want everybody to know that like, no matter where you start, what you're going through, that not only can you have peace, comfort, you can have anything that you set your mind to, but you have to look at it positive. You have to have a positive outlook and you have to have, you have to not even have the ability. You have to train yourself to, look at the bright side of every situation, even if it's not funny right then. I've got that cynical sense of humor. And so sometimes I think, well, it could be worse. And <laughs> it, it gets like slightly worse. And you kind of have to laugh, but you've got to keep it positive And you've got to laugh because that's, that's how you get through these things. That's true. Okay. Thank you again for being on the show. And you guys come back in a couple of weeks and I'll have another guest lined up for us. And who knows what kind of inspiration and, and fun stories and stuff we'll have. So thank you for listening to The Power of a Cookie. Thanks for listening to The Power of a Cookie podcast at thebarefootbaker.com. 